0: Oh, shit! You are now tuned in to the hottest sports podcast on the internet, Up in Flames. Brought to you by your boy, Mo Murphy. This is where you hear some of the hottest takes in the most raw and uncut fashion, baby. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mo, back with another episode of Up In Flames. Today, we're going to talk about a, a whole recap of the draft. I got my boy Kyle, a.k.a. KSAD, on this episode. Kyle, say what's up?
1: What's going on, world?
0: Yep, yep. So, yeah, so we're going to get straight into it today. Um, Kyle, he a big Vikings fan, so what we're going to do is I, I want to hear how he feel about the draft after – I wonder how he feel about his Vikings after the draft, so – Go ahead and give us some inf- insight on how some of you Vikings fans is feeling after this draft.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, we had some holes to fill. Um, we lost Diggs. We lost Rose. We lost uh, Wayne. Uh, we lost a uh, nickel corner, Mackenzie Alexander. Um but those players are all replaceable. Rose was a pro bowler, and he shouldn't have been. Uh, you had Wayne who, I mean, he was questionable. He wanted more money than we were going to pay him. Uh, we had just drafted Mike Hughes Mike Hughes, two years prior. And Iggs wanted out. Well, what you going to do? Um, I thought Justin Jefferson was a good pick. I know you said that he's a slot receiver, but, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. You got to go best player available at that point. He fell to what you got to take him. You know, look what Philly did. They took Rager. I mean he what if he ends up being better? It'd be a great pick, but chances are he's not. You got Dev Gladdy, that fell corner, uh fell to us at twenty, uh, 20, 25. We traded that pick. Uh it took him at 30, 31, I think. And yeah. uh I mean he's small. He's small, so he's not replacing Rose. but he's 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 mighty and he's physical. Um you got um you got um, Ezra Cleveland that went uh was the second round. He was projected to be first. Um we took I, I didn't like the pick for uh Wanham. I thought it was a reach. Uh I think we could have we could have got we could have got another tackle or we could have got another like a hybrid player, like an offensive weapon. I would have loved something there. I didn't really love that pick. Uh we have we have o- o- Oguniboh, whatever the hell his name is. He's a defense and he had like seven sacks last year. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, we 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 did some things. I did not love the third
0: round pick. I thought the third round pick was awful for the defensive end. Yeah. So, with with staying in the NFC North, with you being a Vikings fan, what do you think about the Packers? Like, cause I to me personally, I think the Packers messed up the draft. I understand they're trying to do with Jordan Love the same way they did to the Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, and I understand that. But there was so much talent and wide receiver. And they don't have a lot of talent outside of Devontae Adams as far as getting Aaron Rodgers some help. And they they still kind of in their Super Bowl window. It's a team that went 13-3. and And to me personally, he needed some weapons. So for them to pass on all those receivers and trade up to get Jordan Love, to me was arguably the most questionable pick in the first round, arguably the 27 draft.
1: 27 receivers. Yeah. They let go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. And you had T. Higgins sitting there. Like, I kind of thought, you know what I'm saying, if if I was to do a mock draft that deep, I would have had T. Higgins sitting there going. Even I would have had either T. Higgins or Jalen Rager. I didn't think Jalen Rager would get picked as early as he did. It wasn't early, but, you know, early 20s, I didn't think, you know, I think Philly reached for that. But I definitely thought, like, T. Higgins would have ended up in Green Bay. Definitely didn't have T. Higgins falling out of the first round. Granted, he was the first pick of the second round to the Bengals. And then the Packers in the second round didn't get a receiver. They go get a running back in A.J. Dillon. So I'm kind of questioning what, what the plan for Green Bay is. I know yeah. they probably don't plan on paying um they running back. You know, it's a contract year for him. I think that's why they went and got A.J. Dillon. But at the same time, they, they kind of, for me, got no help for Aaron Rodgers in, in a window where they have a chance of winning the Super yeah. Bowl. When you talk about the best teams in the NFC, Green Bay is up there. You know what I'm saying? Thir- just went 13-3. and three. Uh, Yeah, they got the doors blown off of them by San Francisco and <laughs> things like that. But to me, that's kind of because they were short on weapons. Their defense wasn't bad. Like, their run defense wasn't bad. Or their run defense actually was the w- their weakest part, but it wasn't bad. They had a great, a pretty solid secondary. So, I don't know, man. That Jordan Love pick kind of threw me so, in for a loop. So I think it threw team everybody team in for a I, loop. I,
1: I, I love everything that happened with Green Bay this past week. I <laughs> I Green Bay was a team that was what, thirteen and three? They could have very easily been ten and six. Easily. Yeah. They could have easily been ten and six. What was that? Who they play that one game when they got that call? What what game was that? That that night game?
0: Wasn't it against Kansas City with no Mahomes?
1: Yeah. And then and then they got and then they played us and they we got an offensive pass interference on Stefan Dick. They could have easily been 11-5. But yes, they are a decent team. But they're closing their own window. They go out and get Jordan Love, like you said, which makes absolutely no sense at all. They go out and get AJ Dillon, who is a great player, but for what? You got what's his name, Jamal Williams. I always want to call him Jamal Charles. Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones led the league in teams. And then they got, then they, I think they got some offensive linemen in the middle there, which is cool. But I'd have been cool them taking off linemen in the first, in the first, uh, in the first round. Only because you got Chicago, you got to play against Minnesota, my team, and we're going to come after you every play. Yeah. So the more linemen you have, the better. And then you got to play against us twice a year. We like to throw the ball. They waited until the sixth and uh, the seventh round to take a safety. So I, I don't get... They, and they took a, a lineman in the sixth round. So I wasn't really understanding what, what they were getting at there. And, and Jordan Love is is a project but you're you're closing your you're closing your own window dog
0: yeah and i think personally um as far as looking at who the nfc north teams has has drafted one i think y'all are the most improved team after the draft and two the way certain teams draft it might put y'all in the driver's seat as far as best team in the nfc north and i know the hit on me saying that would be like people don't think that Kirk Cousins can get it done, but I think he kind of got that monkey off his back winning a playoff game last year. There were actually a couple regular season games where Kirk Cousins had to come up big. Um, against my Dallas Cowboys, he he had to perform, you know, and they put up 28 points on our defense. Our defense wasn't that great, but I'm just saying, there were, there were a few regular Broncos season game. games. Yeah, there were a few regular season games well, Kirk Cousins had to come up big, and he did, and he got him a playoff win. So I think he might have got that monkey off his back. Um, with y'all, yeah. you know, with y'all already having Adam Thielen draft, drafting Justice Jefferson, getting Gladney, uh, late, trading back to still be able to get Gladney to address your secondary needs, um, is definitely, you know, what I'm saying. And to me, like the Bears, yeah. the the Bears was kind of questionable. I like their Jalen Johnson pick in the second round, but to get Cole Komet. Almost didn't make sense to me. You just signed Jimmy Graham to that two year, kind of overpaid for yeah. Jimmy Graham for two years. And something I didn't realize is after they drafted Cole Komet, they now have 10 tight ends on their roster. I get it. Yeah, they're not going to keep. Ends
1: on their roster.
0: Yeah, I know they're not going to keep all 10 tight ends, but they have 10 tight ends on their roster. And that, that's what kind of threw me through the loop was like, you know, I feel so, like you kind of reached for think, Cole Komet. Yeah, I think, uh, first of all,
1: I think what Chicago could have been very successful last year if they would have stuck. They tried to do too much with Mitch Trubisky, for one. They didn't, they didn't play the same. I mean, they stopped using Tariq Cohen altogether, which to me was like a mismatch nightmare for every team in the NFC North. I mean, almost every team in the league they played. Um, you know, I think who did get last year? They got, uh, uh, who's your boy? Ha-Ha, Clinton Dix? Yeah. He went there, right?
0: Yeah, he played for the last year. I didn't like year. him.
1: I didn't like him there. I mean, I didn't. I didn't love him there. I thought it was a cool pickup. He's a cool name. He's young, but I didn't love him there. I, I, Matt Nagy to me is just. I think they had a hangover from that that missed kick, man. I think they were overthinking stuff, and they still got Khalil Mack. They got your boy, uh, the big boy in the front. I mean, they got a lot of pieces, but they're again closing their own window. We can't beat them for whatever reason. I don't know why. But but they are they're closing their own windows. That tight end pick baffled me. Um, there were so many playmakers at, in that draft, the different hybrid players. Um, the Cordero Patterson thing didn't work out for them at all. I think they could have got a younger hybrid player to go with Tariq Cohen as some speed. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really understand that. Thing. Maybe it's a corner. I don't know. I didn't really love 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 their their draft either.
0: Yeah, to me, there's a lot of teams that could have nailed the draft and didn't. Um, one thing in mind is, uh, to me, there's, there's no excuse why having multiple first round picks and not nailing your first round picks. Like if you have two first round, two or more first round picks, you shouldn't be reaching for anybody. And sometimes no. the, the analytics messes everything up to me. I'm, I'm a guy like best player available, especially at your need. If you need something, you don't get the guy that's four or five spots behind the best player available ranked at his position. Uh, first team I can yeah. think of when that comes to mind is Oakland, or the Vegas, the Vegas Raiders. And for that, for the simple fact, you picked the first wide receiver of the draft and you went the third, arguably the third best receiver in the draft instead of being picking CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy. Um, I get it, Oakland like speed. That's that old Al Davis mentality of, of get me some speed. Just win, baby, win. Yeah, I, and I get it, but when you have CeeDee Lamb, you know what I'm saying, you have CD Lamb and Jerry Judy there, and you could pick any of the wide receivers. You had a chance to pick any wide receiver you want. I think majority of the teams, unless they already had a nice receiving core and felt like they could use that Tyreek Hill 2.0, I think majority of the teams would have went Jerry Judy or CD Lamb. I almost I almost had the Raiders locked in at CD Lamb if he was there. Like I didn't really think Rugs was a question because I figured Judy or Lamb would be there at 12, and then. Yeah. Even though I'm a big Ohio State fan, I feel like it was a reach to get Damon Arnett.
1: Okay, so here, here's my analysis on the Raiders, and I agree with you because, my, as you know, my wife is Ohio State fan, which makes me an Ohio State fan, which means I watch the game and the players, um, too. So, yeah, I, I agree that, that that Ruggs pick kind of baffled me. I love the kid. I hated the pick. I loved the player. I hated the pick. I thought that CeeDee Lamb was a perfect for that offense. Um, they had they had, what's his name, Tyrell Williams that used to play for San Diego Yeah, they had him last year who had like 700 yards but he's never been a number one receiver
0: yeah and I don't and, think and Ruggs I, I, is a number I, one receiver
1: without A.B. I mean he was nothing I, he, he played well but he's not a number one receiver so you know would you have C.D. Lamb and Tyrell Williams you have a really good receiving core right there and you got Hunter Renfro slot, who's a proven a proven little uh poor man settlement, right? I think they could have went, I think they should have went CeeDee Lamb and then Arnett was cool, but I think he would have been there. Um they could have got a different corner, or I think they could have went safety there. I think they could have got Xavier McKinney right there.
0: Yeah, that yeah, and
1: um, that's why I think that's Arnett... When You look at Denver, who just got Judy and uh Mims or not Mims, Hamler.
0: They got Judy and Hamler.
1: Hamler, yeah, they got Judy and and Hamler. They, you know, so they're they're adding speed. They also got Cordell Sutton. You got the 49ers who are adding bodies. You know what I'm saying? You got Kansas City, you got to play against, but you got Jeff Heath as your starting center running against, running with Tyreek Hill. That's not going to work.
0: Yeah, and that's why I say, like, it's not that I don't think Damon Arnett's going to be a good NFL corner. I just the same way they didn't have a first round grade on him is, you know, with me being a huge Ohio State fan, like I th- I think Arnett is good. I don't think he was great. Um last year, you know, he played with that broken wrist majority of the season, which is cool. Um there was a stat that I think somebody that I didn't even know, and you know, I've watched every Ohio State game for like my whole life, but there was a stat I didn't know that in each of his three seasons as a starting corner, Arnett never gave up more than one touchdown. But at the same time, I think he was a benefit. Arnett, Arnett's been there for a minute, and I think he was a benefit of playing alongside Okuda. Playing on he even his his first year starting, he played alongside Marshawn Lattimore. So he yeah. never guarded the team's best corner or best wide receiver. One and two, the playing in the Big Ten, there weren't a lot of dominant wide receivers to like. You know, you know what I'm saying? There's not a lot of dominant wide receivers coming out of the Big Ten but except for coming sick? from Ohio State. What's that being?
1: Said, since he's not guarding the best corner, don't team, he's, he's also getting tried a lot. They're challenging him a lot because they're, he's not Okuda. Teams are afraid to throw to Okuda. So a lot more people are throwing the ball to our net. So for him to not look at Richard Sherman, he only not really have to be interceptions this year because people are going to throw the ball.
0: Yeah, they don't throw you know his way.
1: Yeah, so so he's, he's not guarding the best, but he's constantly getting picked on. So that's why I don't think it's an awful pick, but it is definitely a breach.
0: Yeah, because I think he would have been there in the second round. But I get, like, he he's getting attacked a little more. But honestly, like, last year, that secondary of having Sean Wade, Damon Arnett, Okuda, then you had Jordan Fuller over over safety. Like, that secondary was one of the best secondaries in fo- in college football last year. So it was like, you could pick <laughs> which way you would try, whether it was Arnett, Okuda. Uh, you know, Sean Wade was guarding your slot receiver. There weren't really any teams that could do nothing with that secondary. So, I mean, like I said, it's not that Arnett is a bad pick because I'm not going to lie. If, if Arnett was sitting there in the second round for Dallas and Trayvon Diggs wasn't, I would have I would have been satisfied with having Damon Arnett in the second round. But yeah, because yeah, I yeah. feel like he would have been sitting there in the second round, that's why it was a reach to jump, you know, having the the that pick in the first round to jump and get, Arnett, like you reached for a guy that was just a superstar. Like you were surprised, almost like the same way when Dallas took CeeDee Lamb. Like you grabbed a guy that you couldn't believe was still sitting there when there wasn't a single mock draft I had ever looked at that had Arnett going first round, whether it was late first round or not. I mean, there were a lot of quality corners to the point where you didn't have to reach for a corner. Pretty much, they projected great. It's pretty much where most of these guys went. I mean, Atlanta picked AJ Terrell kind of early, but they feel like I don't think AJ Terrell would. If they felt like AJ Terrell was the corner that they fell in love with, I don't think AJ Terrell would have been sitting there by their second round pick.
1: But, let me ask you this though: With the Raiders, the R net pick, is it worse? Is is the rugs in the R Ar, net pick worse than the limb bottom pick? Because that one didn't make any sense to me. Um, the kid, the kid, the quarterback. Waters, cheaper, a running back. He's a hybrid player. I get it, but you just got rugs. I guess they're trying to get speed, but to me, I would have liked them to see them take um, a running back. I would have liked to see them take a running back. I mean, because what happened when Josh Jacobs got hurt last year, they were in the race for the playoffs, but once he got hurt, it was a wrap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, I'm not, like I said, I don't think the rugs was a bad pick. it just, you didn't get the best wide receiver available, and it could pan out. I mean, Tyreek Hill is kind of setting the standard. Like that's what they expect rugs to be. And, and if he could be Tyreek Hill, then that pick panned out. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, do you want Tyreek Hill or then, do you
1: want? But then when he turns out, the Marquise guy and it's an issue.
0: Yeah, but that, but that's I mean I guess that's a chance you take on guys who aren't really, you know, he could even be at. at best or worst case, best case scenario, Deshaun Jackson, which wouldn't be a bad, you know what I'm saying? Guys that can stretch the field, but you have guys like that. You take guys that can stretch that field, like Tyreek Hill stretches the field, but you also have Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins you're throwing the ball to.
1: Right. So he gets able to
0: stretch the field, but they got Darren Waller. They got Darren Waller. Yeah, but they're, they're off. Darren Waller is a, underrated tight end and and he's one of the best tight ends in the league right behind you know Kittle and Kelsey he's right up there in that argument but their offense isn't like isn't like the Patriots offense where the tight end is a great like yeah I think to me Darren Waller had a big season because he was a bailout for Derek Carr Derek Carr don't have a big arm which is another reason why it's questionable to take a speedy guy because Derek Carr don't have a big arm like A lot of these guys with these speedy receivers, Carson Wentz has Deshaun Jackson, and they pick up Jalen Rager, but Wentz has a big arm for that. Patrick Mahomes has a huge arm to be throwing the ball 60 yards down the field to Tyreek Hill when he breaks open. You know, so it's kind of like the the speed is questionable. Um, You know, I love to see it because my homie's a a Raiders fan, so, you know, I love to see that they're not satisfied with the draft. Um, I know me as a Cowboys fan, I love the draft. Uh, we got C.D. Lamb at 17. I didn't think C.D. Lamb would fall to 17. So I love that we got C.D. Lamb at 17. And I love the Trayvon Diggs in the second round pick. For us to have C.D. Lamb and Trayvon Diggs the first two picks, um, to me that was a, a win in itself. I didn't really care who we picked after that. Then we ended up getting a steal with that offensive lineman from Wisconsin. I, he wasn't a first-round guy that dropped, but, you know, having a – Offensive linemen from Wisconsin. You know, they breed like running backs and offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. But the clutch, uh the I think our, our sleeper pick is getting uh Bradley Anne, the defensive end from Utah. He was a um he was a first team All American as a defensive end last year. Now I know there's some knocks on him about his athleticism and things like that, but he wasn't the first team All American yeah. defensive end for no reason. So to be able to get him with the last pick in the fifth round you know what I'm saying? Right. Was was a huge W no, for me. No, you guys
1: had a great draft. No, you guys had a great draft. As much as the kill is going to say, you guys had a great draft.
0: Yeah, and I think the draft kind of puts us um, – I think the draft puts us as one of the most improved teams as far as after free agency and the draft. I know we lost a lot. We lost Byron Jones. We lost Robert Quinn. But we also signed a lot. We got Gerald McCoy on the interior for the defensive line. We got Poe as a defensive end, you know. Uh, we drafted Trayvon Diggs. We, we keep Anthony Brown around, and then like I said, just getting Ceedee Lamb. The only thing with the Ceedee Lamb pick is to me it puts a lot of pressure on Dak because I think Dak has to. I think Dak has to show out. Dak has no excuse now. If you want that money, you got a ball and get that money because. They gave you all the weapons they could. You have a top five offensive line. You arguably, at this point, have a top five wide receiving core. You have a top three running back. You know, to me, he's the best running back in the league, but after what Christian McCaffrey did last year, I'm going to lose that argument every time. Dalvin Dalvin Cook is right up there. That's why I say it's the top five running backs, you could all argue left and right. Like, you could give me a reason why Dalvin Cook is better than Zeke. I could give you a reason why Zeke is better. Like, Barkley, McCaffrey, you know what I'm saying? Like I think McCaffrey is a benefit of his usage rate. Nobody gets used as much yeah. as McCaffrey.
1: I, I loved y'all I loved y'all draft and I like what y'all did in free agency. Um I, I I you guys also got Alden Smith if he comes back and he's on the right track. I think that's huge.
0: And we got Randall Gregory um, coming back if he comes back on the right track.
1: Yeah, you got Randall Gregory, and then you got and then you got uh Everybody was giving everybody crap about how they're saying, "Oh, I don't know why they are not trading up for CD Lamb." People were trying to trade up for CD Lamb. Jerry Jones said no. Yeah, but even um, mean, so,
0: Philly tried to trade up for CD Lamb and ended up. Um, Philly tried to trade up for CD Lamb with Atlanta so they could get him because I'm pretty sure they had a feeling that we, if Atlanta didn't draft him, we was gonna go for him. But the asking price Atlanta wanted was they wanted to flop first round picks and take Philly's second round pick. And Philly said they were hanging strong on the draft and proving a team, which to not give up the second-round pick and take Jalen Hurts was a surprise Mm -hmm. to me. It's not that I didn't think Jalen Hurts was a second-round guy because I had a feeling something told me. Not there.
1: Not there.
0: Not to Philly, exactly. Like, something told me, like, they said the Cowboys were going to look into a quarterback in the second, third round. And I'm going to be honest. If Jalen Hurts was sitting there in the second round for us, we would have thought about taking him, but we sitting in a different position. Like Carson Wentz has got paid. We haven't paid Dak yet. We don't have we he's yeah. not guaranteed to be a cowboy as of right now after this season. So I think they were even thinking like take Jalen Hurts either A, put the pressure on Dak, or B, Jalen Hurts is kind of like a little bit more athletic. Dak, I don't think he has the arm that Dak has, but he has, but Dak don't have the feet that he has. And I think they've seen a lot of Jalen Hurts fitting in the offense that we run, that run pass option. We don't sling the ball down the field because Dak doesn't have a big arm. He got a good arm, but not a big arm. So I I was thinking that we would look into Jalen Hurts. I didn't agree with it when they were saying they were looking to go quarterback second or third round. But Philly taking Jalen Hurts to to make him a Taysom Hill, that doesn't make much sense to me.
1: I think the reason it doesn't make sense is because they just paid Carson Wentz. So when people are, the people's argument is, oh, he's always hurt. Well, then why did you pay him? Yeah. But that's kind of. So, and then they keep saying that's a, it's time for Carson Wentz to make a statement. Well, why pay him before you make a statement? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like, you, I don't get that.
0: Yeah. Get you got a hundred million dollar quarterback. And you draft one in the second round. That's why I feel like it was a bad pick. Is like you draft now, if they would have got Jacob Eason or like Jake Fromm in the fifth round or something, that would have been understandable. <laughs> like, okay, draft a backup guy that that was a comparable starter in, in college, you know what I'm saying? Like Jake Fromm isn't great, but if if you could develop him as a backup and he could even play the Nick Foles role for his first couple years, then then you did good enough. He was a game manager, he didn't have mm-hmm. a big arm. He wasn't the most accurate, but he was a game manager, and they won. Georgia won games and went to a national championship behind Jake Fromm being the quarterback. So that wouldn't have been a bad pick well, they, later on down the line, but to pick Jalen Hurst in the second round when you have some needs and there were players sitting there that could fit your needs, like quarterback was not a need to meet at all with Carson Wentz. I get he's always They hurt.
1: need defensive backs.
0: Yeah, like the trade for Darius Slay was not enough, like – I mean, they got they got Roby Coleman. I mean, they addressed their DB need a little bit in free agency and things like that. But to get Jalen Hurts in the second round, when there's a few more needs that you have that could have fit, I would have been okay with them going another receiver than going Jalen Hurts. They,
1: they, they could have went they – they need like seven more defensive backs. <laughs> they, need, they, <laughs> they need seven more defensive backs. They need three more receivers. No, for real. They need. They could have took another receiver. The receiving draft. The receivers in this draft was so deep. They could have took another receiver, and I would have blinked twice. I would have. I would have thought it was a great pick. They could have took another lineman to protect the hundred million dollar quarter. Uh, deep offensive lineman. Even though they had the best line in football, damn near. But at the same time, I mean, you, people get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Take another lineman. I I'd be okay. With that. I really would have. Or another big running back. They got Miles Sanders. Who Who else they got?
0: Yeah. Um yeah cuz they well, ended up losing done, yeah. Jordan Howard in free agency. Like there were there were a bunch of different ways they could have went, especially like like you said taking another running back, having Miles Sanders, you could have possibly had Miles Sanders and JK Dobbins back there.
1: Exactly. You know
0: what I mean? That was another surprise guy. I didn't think I didn't really expect him to get taken in the first round. Some people did late in the first round. Possibly, you know, the Chiefs or the 49ers, they they had a possible, you know, they get traded or they End up taking J.K. Dobbins. I figure early second round, um, a surprise team that I, I I knew for sure when he didn't go in the first round, either the Dolphins or the Bucks were gonna grab J.K. Dobbins. I think the Bucks might have made a mistake. Me personally, not taking Dobbins because you addressed a lot of needs and you're in a win now mode. You took Tristan Wirce. You got blessed with Tristan Wirce. We knew they was going O-line, but you didn't think I didn't think Tristan Wirce was gonna yeah. be the lineman available for the Bucks at 14. I figured, like, Andrew Thomas or somebody like that. But we, they addressed the offensive line. They brought in Brady. They brought in Gronk, who's also a good blocking tight end. You know what I'm saying? You gave yeah. him all these weapons on the outside. And I get it. Bruce Arians isn't a big – he's not a big uh, in-the-run game coach. But at the same time, like, Dobbins was sitting there, and that would have been, to me, like, that would have been a perfect fit for him. I, I kind of counted on Dobbins was either going to be – if he didn't go to San Francisco or Kansas City at the end of the first round, he was going to be a Dolphin or a Buck. Just because I think yeah. the Dolphins is well, going to take them,
1: then they declined. They declined the trade for Leonard Fournette, which I thought was odd because I would have. I think I would have taken that trade because that would have kind of gave you a similar offense to that Tom Brady's used to, and having you know LeGarrette Blount style running back uh, with like a James White. You know, what I mean, You could have had your boy. What's his name? Ronald Jones coming out the backfield catching the ball, and then you you could have had Fournette. You know, bruising the defense late in the game. I would have taken that trade all day.
0: Yeah, and and they said they they said uh Jacksonville wanted a lot, but all they asked was for a third round pick. So that's it. I know with not having that's a number it. one running back like Ronald Jones, he's good, but you know a lot of teams are in the two back system now. I mean, even the Cowboys addressed running back last year with having Zeke by getting Tony Pollard, like. All these teams are having two-back systems, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like addressing running back. is. It wouldn't be a big deal even with, if you think Ronald Jones could be your starter. For a third-round pick for Leonard Fournette, I would have took it. I mean, you're in win now. I get it. There's been some injuries with Fournette, and that might have scared you, but he wouldn't have been getting the workload that he was getting in Jacksonville. You wouldn't have been handing him the ball. Twenty-five times a game. You got Brady at quarterback. Bruce Arians doesn't run the ball a lot. He just would have gave you good quality carries, like you said. You would have had Ronald Jones as a receiving back. You know what I'm saying? So, as a two down. So now you would have had Ronald Jones uh, yeah, and Leonard Fournette. That
1: one baffled me, honestly. Um, I, that one definitely baffled me. I, I, I think that was the trade that should have happened. um Obviously, would have loved to see Odell go somewhere. I would have loved to see Odell go somewhere. Um, I hated the Trent Williams trade,
0: yeah. I didn't think it was a bad hate, trade for San that. Francisco, yeah, I that, though.
1: That was a dumb mistake.
0: And I was surprised San Francisco gave uh, up Matt I Breida. It was
1: awful.
0: Yeah, I was he, he denied going
1: to us, he didn't want to play for the Vikings.
0: Yeah, I mean, Trent Williams had a lot of leverage on where he could go because at the same time, like. I don't know. I just Washington wasn't just gonna give him up for Lent. But then at the same time, like they were looking for a first round pick pre draft. But I still think if they would have traded Trent Williams a month ago, they could have got more than what they got. You know what I'm saying? Like if they would have traded him pre draft, they may not have got a first round pick, but you know, when you like, all right, I want a first round pick and all teams are like, we're not willing to do that, but somehow holler at you by second or third or we'll flop picks and you could get more value than waiting to the draft knowing that Trent Williams isn't going to play another down with Washington. Like teams right. know that that's why they weren't giving up a first round pick. They're like, "Yeah, we no, can wait. We
1: offered him, we offered him more. We offered San Francisco more than than, than uh than, I mean offered Washington more than San Francisco did. Trent Williams didn't want him to play with us.
0: But that's the leverage he had with being, you know, at the same time like that's some of the leverage he had with with them trying to do good, do right as as right as possible by trent williams is you know what i'm saying
1: if he don't want to go there we won't trade him there fuck that you said send him to the nfc champs, dog fuck that you send him to the nfc champs.
0: i mean yeah you right but but if that's where he wants to go no you have
1: more lovers (laughs) you you let the man get cancer now you want to be nice send him to minnesota man
0: yeah of course i know i i honestly a a trade i thought i was going to see happen I, I part of me thought Odell was gonna be in a Vikings jersey by the end of this. Uh, but by, by the oh, end of the man, draft, me too,
1: buddy.
0: yeah, I thought That's I thought too, Odell. Man. They <laughs> they almost had me convinced with the, with the offer. What was it like a second and a fifth round pick or something? And then um Up next year. Yeah, so I, I really thought mm-hmm. uh, I was almost convinced Odell might get traded. Um, since he didn't, I'm pretty sure he's not gonna get traded now at this point. Uh, Cleveland kind of. With as improved as Cleveland got, I think they're in win-now mode. Um, it's Baker's third year; uh, he kind of has no excuse this year. They addressed the offensive line with Jack Conklin. They drafted the offensive lineman and Makai Becton. Uh, they have Jarvis Landry and, and Odell. They have Kareem Hunt and Chubb. Um, they addressed their defense. I mean, honestly, Cleveland possibly has one of the best secondaries in the NFL come next year. On paper. Yeah, on paper, but Denzel Ward is a, is a lockdown corner. I mean, he's, he may not be the – he'll lock the whole side of the field down, but, you know, Denzel Ward has, ha- has been good since he's been in the league. They got Greedy Williams, who this is his second year, so you only hope for improvement. They was able to snag Dell Pitt in the second round, which – I
1: love that pick.
0: Yeah, I think that was a great pick, especially with everything that that Cleveland addressed in, in the offseason and in the first round with getting Becton – with them being able to get Dell Pitt, like you have you literally have DBU as your secondary between having LSU and Ohio State DBs. You literally got DBU back there. Um, there were a lot of knocks on Dell Pitt from last season. His stock kind of dropped. He was gonna be a first round safety before last season, but part of that is he played hurt most of the season. But I I got Cleveland as arguably uh they're definitely in my top three most improved teams after free agency in the draft. But but I think Cleveland might be the most improved team altogether um, of any team in the league as far as they address the offensive line situation. They got Austin Hooper at tight end. Um, I like the six round pick with them getting Donovan Peoples Jones in the sixth round. I like that pick, and he'll be on the roster. He'll probably be he 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 arguably could end up being outside. He could be the third receiver, but at the same time, you could put him on the outside and and you could flop him, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham in the slot. Just because Jarvis Andrews... The,
1: who's their coach?
0: The offensive coordinator from uh, the Vikings. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, just the fans keep? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll be, out. They'll, they'll be out, uh, out first round.
0: They could, but at the same time, the only thing is how how much Cleveland improved in this offseason. You might have to give it to Cleveland that they're the most improved team. In this offseason, they are
1: improved, and I think they did great draft. I thought getting Delphin was huge. If they didn't get a safety and a big name safety like that, I think that would have been a bust draft for them, and I would have made me call it a bust. But the fact that they got him to me made that whole draft because they don't need much help on paper.
0: No, the they only don't. Thing
1: I would say they need is is uh, depth. That's all they needed. But and they, they needed
0: an offensive of line help, and they addressed that signing Jack Conklin, and then with their first round pick in offensive of lineman. Mm-hmm. So they definitely they definitely invested on on protecting Baker. But like you said, on paper, I mean, they could have used the linebacker. Um, but on paper, there's not a lot that they need. They had a decent defense. It was their <laughs> offense and the struggles of Baker Mayfield going through what majority of quarterbacks go through in the sophomore slump, like you know. So I'm not gonna put it all right. on Baker. You know, they did go through a sophomore slump. A lot of quarterbacks do it, um, especially playing under a new coach. So, and he may struggle a little bit this year trying to get used to another system. This is his third coach in three years. But with what they got going forward, I think Cleveland, on paper, Cleveland looks like one of the most talented teams in the NFL on paper. Oh yeah, I mean,
1: especially with Cream Hunt. I mean, that's when they added Cream Hunt last year after the suspension. It was a whole new offense.
0: Yeah, like with and with having Cream Hunt and Chubb, like you two deep at running back. You got Baker Mayfield. You address your offensive line. Mm-hmm. To me, you're three deep at wide receiver now, because I think Donovan Peoples-Jones, even though he fell to the sixth round, I didn't have him as like a second round receiver. But even though I hate Michigan, Donovan Peoples-Jones was a ball <laughs> at Michigan. I mean. You know, with being in yeah, Ohio state. I think he fan,
1: ran a slow 40 time. I think that's what it was.
0: Yeah, and, and with people not being able to have pro days and kind of that combine kind of ruined some people's stock because with not having yeah. pro days and really being able to show again that it might have just been a bad day, that dropped mm-hmm. that dropped his stock big time. Him going in the sixth round. I think that was another like that those are one of my big steals in the draft was the fact that Donovan Peoples Jones is in Cleveland. He's gonna be the third option. He's not gonna be first or second, obviously. He's gonna be the third option. I right. think he's gonna be a solid third option. So, I mean, they're getting Miles Garrett back after suspension. Like, there's so much that Cleveland got that, I mean, they're in a tough division, though. Pittsburgh ain't gonna be no slump. You know what, you know what the Ravens are. You know, and they they address now they too deep at running back with Ingram and and Dobbins. So you and you know to me they improved too. They got Kalias Campbell. Uh they was able to get Malik Harrison in the third round. Uh they got Patrick Queen at middle linebacker in the first round. So there's a lot of teams that improved in and especially the NFC North. Like I Cincinnati's draft, I don't think they're gonna be a team to reckon with this year. You know what I'm saying? Rookie quarterback, um, right. second year head coach, not a lot of talent, but with them getting Joe Burrow and T. Higgins in the second round. I, I love those picks. I like, you know, he's gonna have some yeah. weapons. He got Joe Mixon at running back. He's gonna have A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins to throw the ball to. So, you know, and then they ended up getting alignment. So they're kind of invested in Joe Burrow, and they they got Joe Burrow with the first pick. And in the second round, they said we're gonna get you another weapon because there's no guarantee A.J. Green is there after this year. And you do have Tyler Boyd, yeah. T. Higgins will probably be your slot receiver, or he'll be on the outside with A.J. Green, and you'll put Tyler Boyd as a slot receiver. So. I mean, Cincinnati did improve to the point where they still will probably only be five wins max to me. Yeah, maybe.
1: yeah, no, but that's okay. That's okay. But
0: it's an improvement. With a rookie quarterback, second-year head coach, you put some talent around them Next year now, you know, if, if Joe Burrow plays absolutely terrible, which I don't think he'll play terrible, then you can address quarterback again. But if Joe Burrow shows that he, he's a competent starter, like if he has a Daniel Jones-type year, you could constant all right, now next year in the draft, will address protecting them and giving them weapons.
1: Now, I do agree with that. I thought, I think Joe Burrow was a consensus pick. I mean, you had to take him. Personally, I love, I love Tua man. I do. But it is what it is. You got to take Joe Burrow. Um, I think that getting them off the line was huge. The T Higgins was huge. I think Tyler Boyd is best in the slot and he's going to do work in the slot. He's going to give them a security blanket. They lost Tyler Eifert, but it doesn't matter because why he never played anyways. Yeah, he was um, injured all I the think time all anyway. all in all, they they had a great draft. They got Trey Waynes in corner from us. They, they got, got Von got, Bell uh, at Skelly safety. Alexander in the nickel. Um they did some things, man. Yeah, you know, I, I th- the, the, another team I did not like what they did was Seattle. I didn't get Seattle's draft.
0: Yeah, they kind of reached for me at linebacker, and to me, there was no reason to reach at linebacker at that point. Like, what were you reaching at linebacker for?
1: I felt like they reached, and they had Patrick Queen the very next pick went to the Ravens or whoever he wanted to. He went yeah, to the- he went to the Ravens. He went at twenty eight, right? Yep. Yeah, they took your boy, uh, the Texas Tech, at 27, and then left Katy Queen to go to the Ravens. I didn't understand
0: that. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The Ravens loaded up on the draft. I'm not going to lie. Uh, to be a team that was as good as they were last year, to improve yeah. as much as they improved, like, that's kind of scary. I mean, Lamar Jackson going to end up being better. You know, he's been showing nothing but improvement each year, so he's going to end up oh. being better. Their defense just got a lot better. They added another running back that, I guess, to me, they could have addressed the wide receiver position. Um, They still don't have, like, a – I mean, you know, Hollywood Brown is good, but he you he can't be your only receiver, but they are big on the tight end sets, the way they run their offense. They're, they're big on the tight ends, but I don't know. I just think that Baltimore improved a lot, which is scary, because as good as they were last year to make that many – to improve that much should be scary for the rest of the NFL. Um, I still think yeah, now and they
1: didn't do too much. They let, they let it fall on their hands. That's what I
0: like. Yeah, they with the, the, the trade with Kalias Campbell, they didn't reach to trade for him. Like they didn't load up and give up everything they had for Kalias Campbell. Um, Adam Patrick Queen getting Malik Harrison in the third round, getting Dobbins in the yeah. second round. Like not, nothing they did didn't make sense. So I will say with the Ravens. Um, they're going to be really scary. I still think after, even after the free agency in the draft, the team to beat still is Kansas City. They didn't really lose much. They got a running back. Um, they didn't really have too many needs. I mean, they, they, you always have needs as a team. But with being a Super Bowl champ and not really losing much, they didn't have too many needs. So I still think Kansas City yeah. is the team to beat. Uh, San Francisco yeah, I mean, I'm improved just really a little glad that- bit.
1: I saw a rumor that Kansas City was looking at Rugs at one point, and
0: I was just like, "Look, man, this this is cheating now, man." Yeah, (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. I was like, like when I thought when they said somebody get they could get Rugs, I was like, "Look, they're gonna shoot for uh San Francisco's number thirteen pick. They're gonna get Rugs because they know Rugs is gonna be available, and you just gonna have two Tyreek Hills on the field with Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey. It was gonna be a wreck." Yeah, it was like you talk about. They already the what they call them the the fastest show on turf. Yeah, you would have added rugs to that.
1: But honestly, I would have been really bad. I would I would have had to be. That was that would have been like Katie the Warriors. I mean,
0: <laughs> but I'm honestly like I, I really thought they might have considered trading for that 13 pick to get C. D. Lamb or Jerry Judy. I mean, I know there was a rumor that they were interested in rugs, but you already have Tyree Kill. And if you would have got that 13th pick and having Judy and Lamb sitting there, like obviously Ruggs wouldn't have been there. But if you would have traded for that 13th pick pre-draft and you would have had CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy, I don't think that would have been fair either.
1: See, I think they, I think cause their strategy changed once they restructured Watkins. I think restructuring Watkins kind of gave them uh, – you know, a little bit of not not really as much of an urgency, at a wide receiver wouldn't they have, you know, Hill and Watkins and Kelsey, and they still got Nicole Harmon who's going to get better. And they got that young boy Pringles, that young, he's a, a number, I forget number you was, he's fast as hell, too. You know, so they still got speed, but if they would have got rugs, it would have been, it'd been stupid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If they would have got rugs, would it would have been big. But, you know, um, I'm glad I had you as a guest today. I appreciate you for coming through. This will definitely be something y'all will be hearing from KSAT on multiple occasions. Um, So this is all I got for y'all today. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Mo underscore up in flames. Make sure you give it a listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, give me some feedback. What you would like to hear on the next episode. And on that note, Murph out.